0: stories big guests the big picture afternoons with rob Breckenridge, weekdays twelve thirty to 3 770 chqr what we're talking about here is projectiles that we can launch um, they're not a rifle that's not a handgun it doesn't have that kind of velocity but it's a projectile that you can launch as somebody to create pain compliance
1: Okay, that's Police Chief Roger Chaffin talking about uh, the CPS, the Calgary Police Service, and how they're currently in a request for proposal process to acquire, quote-unquote, less lethal weapons. Now, we don't know exactly what they're looking for, but perhaps it's uh, what's known as beanbag guns or wax or rubber bullets giving police an additional option when dealing with a dangerous situation. Now, certainly there's been a lot of focus on what's been going on here in Calgary. In 2016, 10 people were killed in police-involved shootings. That was more than in any other Canadian city. Does that suggest that Calgary is a more dangerous place? Does it suggest that police officers in Calgary are more quick to use lethal force? Certainly we entrust police with that power. If their lives are in danger or citizens' life is in danger... Lethal force needs to be used. But if it doesn't have to be, if there are other ways of dealing with a situation, de-escalating a situation, then certainly lethal force should be a last resort. So does this give police additional tools or does this mean potentially police officers taking on additional risk? Because if a situation calls for lethal force and if police are expected to try something else instead first... Does that make the situation more dangerous? Joining us to discuss their concerns about all of this, uh, Les Kaminsky joins us, president of the Calgary Police Association. Les, thanks for joining us here today.
0: No, thanks for the invitation. I appreciate it,
1: Rob. Look, I I realize officers go in uh, not knowing what each day is going to bring, not knowing if uh, they're going to have to draw their service uh, weapon. But uh, I assume that that no police officer ever wants to have to deal with that kind of a situation where they have to make that, that tough decision.
0: you couldn't make a more true statement um nobody ever wants to be put in that position unfortunately it's it's part of our assigned duties occasion on occasion and um you you know when we have to protect lives you have to do what you have to do
1: right and police need tools to do what it is they have to do so does it make sense at least in theory to say okay well are there other options short of using lethal force that could be used in certain circumstances
0: and well that's true sir um understand that that Less lethal is just that it's less lethal, so it still has lethal capabilities um it, it, it can end up killing you, but the the chances of it are much much lower um It's another tool and it's it fills a gap from from using lethal force to some of the options that we had previous to, to this being introduced.
1: What do police have now i mean uh, are, are tasers widely used, or do some officers have that as as an option
0: yeah um every every police officer that works the street is trained to. To use a CW or, or a taser and the taser has its limitations that's one of the problems is it, it's it's a close range use of force option you have to be really close to people to be able to employ it and and quite honestly it, it's not always effective because of either heavy clothing or other others you know if both of the of the projectiles don't hit the target um, it doesn't work
1: but is it clear when that's to be used? I mean, do, do police have a clear understanding of when lethal force is required and justifiable, when non-lethal options are, are the expected response? Well,
0: understand that, that every option, we, ha- we, have, we have extensive training in, in making decisions like that. And quite honestly, um, even with a less lethal option, if a single officer goes into a situation, he would never ever rely on using just less lethal. Um, you always have to fall back on what what is going to be the most effective um, use of force. And sometimes, um, the best thing to do is use lethal lethal force um, when you're when you're using. Any use of force option, it should match what, what the what the situation presents to you.
1: Right. And, and police need to assess what's going on in front of them. They, they, at times, need to make split-second decisions. Exactly. Do we have a handle on why we've seen as many as we have in Calgary uh, fatal police-involved shootings? What, what, what explains that discrepancy where we, we've seen more of these in Calgary than in other cities?
0: Well, I'll, I'll correct you there, Rob, because... 2016 was a bad year we had 10 shootings five ended up being fatal um but this year we've had far far less um people ask me that question in the past it was a it was a glitch it was a statistical glitch um we had some happen quick succession and then we we went i think nine and a half almost 10 months without a shooting in 2017 um you know back into 2016 so that's how statistics work. We had a big bulge, and then now we, we went back to what's normal for Calgary. That's what I truly believe happened.
1: So it's not necessarily a change in approach. It's just, uh, as you say, those, those things that present themselves on a day-to-day basis, uh, So just like with homicide. Some years we see a homicide spike. Other years we, we see a drop.
0: I, th- I think you've nailed it. That's exactly what happens. And that's why, on, on average, I think it'll work its way out. But unfortunately, 2016 was a really bad year.
1: All right. Uh, So going forward here, uh, as we, um, or I guess, as the chief has indicated, that this is is something that's being looked at, what what are the concerns from your members that that need to be addressed here?
0: Well, first of all, I need to be on record, and you need to understand, the members and the union, we are absolutely thrilled that this use-of-force option is is coming forward. Um, It does fill a gap that needed to be filled. Now, I, I just... You need to understand, even at full capacity, this isn't going to be a magic bullet. It's not going to take care of all those issues. There's going to be some situations where we're not going to have that option available, even though it would be good to have there. Just because of the the venue that that the service has decided to take, um, I I just think there may have been some some other options that should have been considered.
1: All right. Well, Les, appreciate you bringing uh, your voice to all of this. Thanks for joining us here this afternoon.
0: Not at all. Thanks for the thanks for the invitation.
1: That's Les Kaminsky. He is president of the Calgary Police Association. So they've got some concerns here uh, saying that overall, this is a positive to give police other options in dealing with the situation. Uh, But certainly that should not be the kind of situation where police are having to take unnecessary risks in uh, responding to a dangerous situation. All right, 403-974-8255. Still to come of the program, we're going to get the latest out of Fernie, B.C., in a community still reeling from that tragedy just over a month ago. uh, Three workers uh, dead in an ammonia leak at the town's arena. Uh, How the town's been uh, recovering from from that tragedy and uh, efforts to, to get a new rink in place that there's still that facility for the community to use. We're going to hear from uh, Chuck Shoesmith with the Fernie Lions Club. Uh, we're also going to talk about, I know there's been a lot of coverage of Prince Harry and his engagement this week, Meghan Markle, uh, to join the royal family. What do we make of the fact that uh, Meghan Markle is of mixed race? It should be a non-issue. It shouldn't matter. I suppose it's significant in the sense that that's a first. So, okay, acknowledge that, but move on, right? Well, it seems some people are less willing to. Some quarters, there's a lot of dwelling on that fact. So we'll talk about the significance of that. Also, uh, the latest positive development from Alberta's growing craft beer industry. Later on, we're going to hear from uh, Cody Fitzsimmons, who's uh, heading up Fitzsimmons Brewing Company, which is the first craft brewing outlet in the city of Airdrie. So we'll share that story with you later on as well. Much more still to come. We're back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge,
0: starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.